Coming up on today's podcast. 2,000 years after Jesus, 1948, Israel is back as a nation again. Everybody said it won't happen. Don't forget, one day is a 1,000 years, a 1,000 years is one day. So Hosea says, after two days, 2,000 years, Israel will all of a sudden miraculously rise up again. Charisma Podcast Network presents Pastor Larry Huck as he reveals God's prophetic plan for Israel, the Jews and Christians, and shares the historic, biblical, and spiritual reasons for standing with Israel. Now, here's Larry Huck. The prophet Hosea says these words, that after two days, Israel will rise up again, and on the third day, God will restore Israel forever. After the prophet is giving a vision, and he says, after two days, Israel will all of a sudden rise up again. A day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. What happened 2,000 years ago? Take a stab in the dark. Jesus. 2,000 years after Jesus, 1948, Israel is back as a nation again. Everybody said it won't happen. Don't forget, one day is a 1,000 years, a 1,000 years is one day. So Hosea says, after two days, 2,000 years... Israel will all of a sudden miraculously rise up again. On the third day, which is 3,000 years, Israel will be established forever. We are right at the door of the Sabbath millennium. The feasts of the Lord are shadow of things to come. Passover and the resurrection of Jesus. On Passover... They would come to the temple. They would sacrifice two lambs. One would would break the sin. The other one would break the curse. And then Jesus would shed his blood. Salvation and victory from spiritual and from the world was complete. Passover was a shadow. Jesus came and the real thing happened. 50 days from the resurrection of Jesus, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were one mind and one accord, and God released the power of the Holy Spirit. Shadow, then the real thing. Shadow, then the real thing. But now we go to the month of Elul that we're in right now. The month of Elul is the birth pangs. The month of Elul is the footsteps of the Messiah. The month of Elul is the the blowing of the shofar to wake us up. These have already happened. This, the blowing of the shofar, the birth pangs is happening right now while we're sitting here. Oregon's on fire. Cities are on fire. Um, uh, The virus is being released. The economic crisis, the possibility that you won't buy or sell without the mark of the beast. I believe we're living in the blowing of the shofar, the waking up. It's a shadow. No longer a shadow here, the real thing. No longer the shadow here. This is either the real thing or it's another shadow. But whatever it is, it's really happening right now. Say amen. amen. After
after this, this Friday is Rosh Hashanah. This Friday on Rosh Hashanah is a shadow of the rapture. On the rapture, God opens the book. Judaism says that God opens on Rosh Hashanah three books. He opens the book of those who are serving God and helping others and feeding the widows and the orphans. He opens up a second book of those who are lukewarm. They believe they're believers, but they're not doing anything. Then he opens a third book, and those are the book of evil, people who are being evil. He looks at these books, and he determines someday when it's the real thing, he will determine forever our reward. But until the real thing happens, now I've been saying this, rapture or revival, this Friday, this Friday, something is about to happen. How many heard the blowing of the shofar? How many have seen our cities burning? And mayors and governors allowing it to happen? How many are wearing masks because of COVID-19? How many people or businesses are being affected? Guys, this is God saying, wake up. Something is about to happen. Now, no man knows the day or the hour. Say amen. No man knows the day or the hour. What we're going through up until Friday and Saturday is either the real thing or it's a shadow of the real thing, but something is about to happen. If it happened on Passover and it happened on Shavuot, I think it's going to happen on Rosh Hashanah because God doesn't want anybody to miss it. Amen? That's why he gave the moon and the sun for seasons, not winter, spring, summer, or fall. The seasons of God, the Moadim, the appointed times of God. Passover was appointed for Jesus to die. Shavuot was appointed for the Holy Spirit to come. The Rosh Hashanah is appointed that we would hear the birth pangs and the blowing of the shofar. I believe Rosh Hashanah is appointed for the rapture. Now, after Rosh Hashanah, and Rosh Hashanah is two days long. It's Friday, it's Friday evening to Sunday evening. After the rapture, we have seven years. After Rosh Hashanah, we have seven days. And seven days comes to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, if, if Rosh Hashanah, and the word Rosh Hashanah means the head of the year. This Friday, either our new year begins in heaven, or our new year begins here on earth. Come Friday night, at sunset, God opens the books, absolutely opens the books. And he determines the beginning of blessings for us for the next year. The second book are the lukewarm. Those who, yeah, I believe, but I'm, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, you know, I'm a believer. He then gives us seven more days to get our deeds in. To get our acts of kindness in. So we have a hard time understanding that God wants to bless us so much that he gives us seven more days. After the seven days comes Yom Kippur, which I believe is a shadow of the second coming. And ancient Jewish wisdom says on Yom Kippur, he seals the blessing that no man can steal. The rapture is us going up. 
The second coming is us with him coming down and whooping up on the devil. After Yom Kippur comes Sukkot, the Feast of Tabernacles, the wedding supper of the Lamb. This is where Jesus was at the temple. And he said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me. Why is this man blind? So God could be glorified. It's the water libation. It's the waving of the willows, the releasing of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's the most amazing time. And in ancient Hebrew, there's no word for what? coincidence so we would hear about people walking the pilgrimage road from the uh the pool of Siloam up to the temple mount but everybody said that uh, there's no evidence of that they uncovered it the the pilgrimage road where people would be walking up singing this is the day the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it after the wedding supper after sukkot then comes the sabbath millennium The Sabbath millennium, Jesus has come on a white stallion with the army of God. Satan is defeated. There's a new heaven and a new earth. And the wedding supper takes place. At the end of the wedding supper, Satan is grabbed. The false prophet, the the, uh, Antichrist is thrown in the lake of fire. And Satan is chained where he has no power. Now think about this. Just looking at numbers, six years from 250, six years from the Hebrew calendar, the Sabbath millennium. On the Sabbath, there's no work. You don't talk about anything negative. You just receive on the Sabbath, on Friday night, when you light the Sabbath candles, you receive the blessing and the goodness of God for the whole week. In the Sabbath millennium, it'll be, Satan will be gone. There'll be no evil. There'll be no sickness. There'll be no poverty. There'll be no hunger. There'll be no sickness, no disease. And think about the uh, days between Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. Halfway here, in here, Satan will be gone. In here, the Holy Spirit will be gone. There'll be no goodness, no peace, no happiness, no food, no prosperity. One quarter of the world will be destroyed and god shortens that day unless everybody is destroyed so here for three and a half years satan rules but here for one thousand years there is no presence of the devil in anything we have to understand spiritually and physically we are somewhere near the sabbath millennium we are five days away from this, either the shadow or the real thing. You don't want to miss the rapture, but you don't want to miss the revival either. Revelations twenty eleven and 12. I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away. And there was no place for them. But he's talking here about the great white throne judgment. There is the rapture and the second coming. There are, there are two resurrections. There's the res- resurrection of the dead, that the, those who are serving Christ that have passed away. We'll see our children. We'll see our loved ones. We'll see the, the, re- the resurrection of the dead who are serving Christ. At the moment of the rapture, the, re- the dead shall rise first. But then there's the resurrection of the dead that didn't serve God, didn't live for God, and that is the great white throne judgment. 
On the rapture, God opens the book and we stand, you and I who are in heaven, stand at the judgment seat of Christ. And at the judgment seat of Christ, he does not determine whether we're guilty or not guilty. That has already taken place. But a judge can be somebody that delves out a sentence, but a judge can also be someone who gives out an award. When, when, when the scripture says that we'll sit at the judgment seat of Christ, that word judgment seat is the word bima. And in the Olympic Stadium, there was a bima where the judge would pass out awards to the winners. First place, second place, third place. It's called the award seat, the bima. And so when he's talking about the judgment seat of Christ, he's talking about the award seat of Christ. So the moment you're raptured, you will never have to worry about whether you're going to make heaven your home. You're there. When we stand before the award seat of God, not everybody gets the same award. We'll be rewarded for what we did and didn't do. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on Standing with Israel with Pastor Larry Huck. We'd like to give you a special gift, a free 40 days of the Shofar devotional. Sign up at www.40daysofshofar.com. That's 40daysofshofar.com. Thanks again for listening and join us next week for another Standing with Israel podcast with Pastor Larry Huck.